Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, big question tonight. When you hear the name Jonah, what is more often than not the first thing that comes to mind? The whale. By the way, nowhere in scripture does it say anything about a whale. There is no Hebrew word for whale. It was just a really, really big fish. Okay? So, the reason I ask that is because we often think of the big whale, the big fish. But the truth of the matter is the book of Jonah, in its only four chapters, has a tremendous amount to offer you and me. It is an absolutely gorgeous and beautiful story. In fact, it is a very short story. And this book of Jonah ties in beautifully with the season of Lent. Pastor Westermeyer touched on that last Wednesday on Ash Wednesday. And so we, here we are tonight, the first Wednesday of our midweek Lenten worship services, and we're hearing from chapter 1, the story of Jonah. If you want to follow along, I invite you to turn to page 800. 44 in your pew Bible, and there you will find under the heading of Jonah that Jonah tries to run from God. Now, the book of Jonah is divided into four chapters, or in many ways, four scenes, if you will. And tonight, we just heard scene one. The book of Jonah is filled with the language of satire. It is a narrative that uses satire using historical figures to point out their many flaws with the hope then that the reader, the listener, will also then take inventory of their own flaws as well. And so, beginning in scene one, what we just heard Pastor Matheson read, God calls Jonah to go preach against evil and injustice in the city of Nineveh. Now, just a little background on Nineveh. Nineveh was the absolute worst, most murderous pagan city in the ancient world. It was not any place that you or I would like to be. In fact, the city of Nineveh, the way in which they went about punishing people was absolutely horrific. It was absolutely gruesome, to say the least. Yet, God calls Jonah to go to the city of Nineveh and preach to the Ninevites the word of God. Now, what's interesting is that Jonah wasn't necessarily afraid of going to this place called Nineveh, but rather he could not wrap his mind around why on earth God would send him into a place that is so horrific and preach a word of redemption, preach a word of God's mercy, of God's grace. And so, Jonah was filled with immense anger because of what was being asked of him was too much. It was too much for him to grasp. 
And so he then in turn runs from God. And he doesn't just run to the town or city next door. He goes down to Joppa and he gets on a boat and he goes as far west as he possibly can go to get away from Nineveh in the east. And so Jonah, in that very moment, this man of God chooses to run away from God and to run away from God's grace that God has bestowed not only on him, but the entire world. And so he runs in that complete and opposite direction, and he gets on a boat that is filled with pagan sailors. They go out into the water. And ironically, this God who created the sea and the dry land, somehow Jonah thought that he could take refuge in the sea. But what does God do? Sends a big storm. And in that moment, Jonah says to those sailors to throw him overboard. But let me be clear, what Jonah was asking was not noble, was not heroic, but rather it was once again Jonah's way of trying to get out of what God has called him to do, what God wanted Jonah to accomplish. Jonah thought by being cast into the sea, the best thing that would probably happen is he would die and wouldn't have to make his way to Nineveh. But the piece and the part that's fascinating about what happens next is that God doesn't abandon Jonah. God doesn't leave Jonah to flail in the water. In fact, the next thing that happens is where our scene comes to an end. Jonah is swallowed by a big fish. All of this happens in the first chapter in the book of Jonah. So I can't help but wonder, how might you be like the character of Jonah? Have you ever found yourself running from God? Have you ever found yourself running from something in your life? Why did you do it? Why did you seek to run? Why did you seek to turn and go the other way and get as far away as possible from whatever it is that is causing you anger? Why did you run? And there's all sorts of reasons as to why we run. There are times perhaps we run from God because we feel that there is too much required of us to do in this thing called life. There are times where we may feel like God is asking too much of us, where we may feel as if God is ignoring us or has abandoned us or has not listened to our cries when we have lifted them up in prayer. 
There are all sorts of reasons as to why we run. Why we run from God and run from one another. Why did you? What was it that took place in your life to cause you to run? And what was your response? The book of Jonah is a beautiful and powerful book for it truly lifts up the very human emotion that each and every one of us carry. In fact, the challenge for you and me when we hear this story of Jonah is to, for us to not think that we are better than Jonah. That we are superior to Jonah, that somehow had we been in that same place, we would have made a better choice, a better decision, that somehow we are greater and mightier than Jonah. He was a man of God. He was a prophet. And he found himself wrestling and angry with the God who created the sea and the dry land. So in the coming weeks, as we continue to unpack the story of Jonah, my challenge to you is this. Where do you see yourself in the story? How might you, how might you have run at one point in your life from something that has made you incredibly uncomfortable. Wanting you to run because it required too much of you. Where do you see yourself in the story of Jonah? And don't get caught up in the temptation to think that you yourself are better than this prophet who was swallowed up by a big fish. After all, it is in Jonah that our character flaws as well are magnified tenfold. And so perhaps knowing this, who knows? Who knows? Perhaps we too then will be able to see the wideness of God's grace, not just for us, but for the entire world. Let it be so. Amen.